1: Welcome back to Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv, I'm Alex Smythe. Reasonable accommodation is a big part of the inclusive employment landscape. Reasonable accommodation is an adjustment or modification that allows an employee with a disability to do their job. Accommodations can be physical or a bit less tangible. Denis Boudreau wrote a blog post about reasonable accommodation, and Denis is the founder of Inclusive Communication, and he joins us now. Good morning, Denis. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good morning. So where do you rank reasonable accommodation as an indicator of a company's inclusive culture, Denis? Uh, it's
0: one of the key Points I believe in in determining whether or not a workplace is going to be as inclusive as you might hope it would be, or as the uh, the company might might actually pretend that they are. Bit of a litmus uh, litmus test, I would say. Even um, I mean, if you if you um, if if you can't you re- perform at your highest level because the environment in which you're operating prevents you from doing that it's a pretty significant barrier to your success and your contribution to the workplace. So providing these reasonable accommodations and, and how making sure that everyone can thrive is really a found, like a foundation piece of building a workplace where, where people can, can you know be
1: themselves and bring their best, their best selves to work. Absolutely. So what would be some of the biggest misconceptions surrounding reasonable accommodations?
0: Well, the first one that comes to mind is probably that, you know, a lot of leaders are afraid that if they provide these accommodations to people, these folks are going to be perceived as they're like like a teacher's pet, for instance, and you know, prefer preferred employees or or giving other people favors and things like that, which of course is is shouldn't be nothing like that. It really it's really just about you know leveling the playing field and allowing people to again, you know, bring their best their best selves to work and contribute. Another uh, misconception is certainly about the fact that it's gonna be very costly to do so. And there's there's a really interesting report from uh, Ask Jen, uh from 2023, I think, or 2022, I can't remember now, but talking about how more than half of the accommodations at work actually cost nothing. It's just like rethinking and being creative about offering different ways to help people to, to thrive. And then the average amount of, of dollars spent on most of the other accommodations was around three hundred dollars per per accommodation. So while we think it's kind of like accessibility in general, I'd say even. I mean, most people think that you know making your website accessible or providing this or that to different people is going to be very costly. While in reality, most of the time it's not. It's just a matter of being open to flexibility and offering options that will work better for people.
1: So what would a like straightforward example of a reasonable accommodation look like?
0: Well, flexible hours, flexible working hours, as an example, the ability to work from home, the ability to provide your like use use different software that will help you uh, be more efficient at your, at um, at work. Rethinking the tasks that are being assigned to different people based on you know their strengths and and their weaknesses. Um, rethinking the notion of breaks and, and allowing for people to maybe have breaks if they need medication for different like things like that. Uh, like quiet space is another example, reconfiguring the workspace so that it works better for you. If you're like, as an example, if you, uh, if you are in an open space and, um, and you have vestibular disorders, for instance, having a lot of people going back and forth might be very disorienting or nauseating even sometimes. So having like reorganizing the furniture, so you don't get to see as many of those folks around you, or maybe, be in an area where there is less people that are moving might also be an example of how you could accommodate and none of those things would actually cost you anything except you know rethinking and spending a bit of time uh thinking about what might what might work well for for your your people um some awareness training again you know raising awareness around these uh, these challenges and how we can all contribute to helping others also enjoy themselves at work and you know bring their best Qualities are all things that we could we could think about.
1: And so, how much of these accommodations and, and uh, how much should they be proactively done, or or how much should they be reactive? It's probably
0: a blend of both. Uh, I would say that the more the more we we enjoy open conversation and discussions uh, in in the workplace the more we can be proactive about what the needs are going to be Um, so definitely you know having these conversations like most people have one-on-one conversations with their with their managers so being able to create an environment and again a lot of that is on the leader's responsibilities or, or shoulders but creating this environment where people feel safe enough to you know come up with certain challenges that they might face so that you can have a conversation about how to best address those things um, would eventually lead to being proactive about some of the difficulties that people might be running into. And in, inevitably, in, in some cases, you, you might discover after the fact that something actually doesn't work and then you'll be reacting to that particular challenge that was brought up. And again, you know, having an open mind and and thinking creatively about how we can address the particular uh, challenge could also be just as good. The, um, the one thing I would say is that if everything is always addressed in reaction to someone bringing a particular challenge that they face, then it probably feels like the onus of having to sort of bear the weight of the accommodation is then on the employee's shoulders. And that would be a clear sign for me of of a lack of an insight in terms of the leadership into paying attention to how their employees are, are, you know, how they're 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 going within within the business and and that would need to be addressed so that people are more proactive about these things
1: should there still be some onus on the employee themselves though especially if they have the lived experience they they have the knowledge of what works best for them in in different environments to is the onus on them to bring that knowledge forward so that they can present it to their employers that that they can then address it accordingly?
0: To a certain extent, I would say yes. Um, you know, in an ideal world, which we don't live in, clearly, um, you know, every workplace would have already defined a certain number of you know, ground rules, house rules around making sure that certain accommodations are there by default. That is rarely the case. Um, it's pretty hard to, to help someone who is not being open about what their needs are. So, of course, if the employee is not willing to disclose certain challenges that they face or certain needs that they have in order to really thrive then it might be hard for uh, their manager to actually you know think or, or come up with a solution for that so i think it's a it's a shared responsibility clearly um but again for for an employee to be comfortable disclosing these things the environment needs to lend itself for that and and so while it is a shared responsibility and while i think that the responsibility well definitely shared between between uh, all parties involved it can only really happen if the workplace to begin with has established a certain level of of a safe zone for people to bring up those things otherwise it, it, it could hardly work i have a hard time imagining people who are who maybe have faced stigma, discrimination, prejudice in other workplaces before would spontaneously think about talk about those things because their lived experience indicates that if they do, they might, you know, they might they might pay the cost for that. So a lot of people are just going to mask and, and not measure anything and try to do their best to uh, to 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 still uh, work through through the challenges. So yeah, I mean, shared responsibility definitely.
1: Well, and I, I think, and uh, really at the heart of this conversation, what I hear from you in terms of, you know, the the suggestions and, and uh, examples of what reasonable accommodations look like, okay, it looks like flexible work hours or rearranging the the work spaces, things like that. To me, it, it comes across as something as if there is a, a good, open communication relationship with your manager, your supervisor, that, that comfortable space, if you have a good manager who is going to treat you as an individual and not just as part of this is the team, this is uh, all the people I I, I have to uh, oversee or manage, that if you e- take an individual approach, this is where that success is going to happen, that flexibility, that individualized approach to meet everyone's needs so that they can be the most effective in the workplace they can be. Absolutely. Yeah, it really is.
0: The, um, the very idea that it would be, you know, the employee's responsibility to come forward and disclose all those things, and then you take all the risks and maybe, you know, like uh, you know, butt heads with a manager who just doesn't get it or is too busy to pay attention to that because they have a million other things on their mind. It certainly is not conducive to people feeling like you know they're safe and and, and comfortable enough to talk about these very personal things. Oftentimes, so if you have someone if you have like and it also depends on disabilities, right? I mean if you if you think about like very visible ones, you know, being in a wheelchair, being blind as an example, uh, oftentimes you would expect you know your leadership to be more proactive because they can, I mean they, they know some of these things. but since 80% of disabilities are invisible and and you know for a lot of the, the folks that have them, you would not know unless they told you. Then part of the responsibility then is shared, so that we can we can sort of see it and and be aware of it, okay. um, and and that makes all the difference.
1: Yeah, and I just think back to my own uh, past experience in, in the workforce. You know, obviously living with vision loss, hearing loss, I even when i was being like in it as an intern in in different media organizations it's like you you feel very very much vulnerable you just want to fit in and be in the uh, best spot to help especially because you know intern you're at the very introductory the lowest level you don't want to maybe be too known or too uh 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 vocal in terms of your your needs and requirements are but it's like if you have a uh, a manager who is open or or aware of the needs that you may have then you can have that space to kind of really explain things because I remember there were some instances where my desk would literally be in front of an open, bright window and I would have the sun shining in into my eyes every single day. And as someone who uh, struggles with light sensitivity, it's not exactly the most conducive for pro- uh, productivity, but, you know, it's also learning to self-advocate, but also learning to be aware of, oh, this isn't actually, this environment is not setting me up for success as well
0: right i mean it, it a lot of managers will will be will be i have this thinking that you know if you need something you'll you'll come up and talk about it and, and of course you have to build that courage you have to build that confidence so as you were saying if you're if you're new to a new if you're in a new place or if you're just starting your career and you're younger you haven't quite yet built the confidence to do, to say those things do those things you're you might be afraid to be singled out for you know a bunch of reasons most of which are probably very valid because they're they're based on lived experiences from the past that you know i've just demonstrated to you that when you disclose those things nothing good really comes out of that so why would you do that in a place where you're even more you know um you're you, you're um you are not you're not at your best in the terms that you don't have all I'm, what i'm i'm trying to like you you're more not sensitive but you're you're in a weaker spot, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, you depend on the the workplace for you know your your li- your income and your and your, your way of living. Therefore, you have to be very careful, and you don't want to take any chances, and you certainly don't want to rub anyone the wrong way. So you want to make as few waves as possible. And asking for things like special favors, as what a lot of people would would consider them to be, is certainly very you know, it's, it's stressful for someone to to even come up with those things. And uh, so unless your environment, you know, lends itself to you feeling very comfortable with this, I don't see how or why most people would even take that chance. And unfortunately, it leads to people having to deal, spending a lot more energy, working a lot harder than others would to achieve the same kind of results. Sometimes achieve uh, lesser results because the, the, the environment is just not helping them the way that they could otherwise and it's, it's just sad and and you know educating so this which is why you know educating leadership and you know managers people managers in general about what this means what the, you know, reasonable accommodations accommodations mean and just just you know disability inclusion in general in the workplace uh can make a huge difference i mean some people will never really care about it but a lot of people you know they they're they're just waiting to know to care and and really you know put all of their heart and soul into it but if they were never you know faced with these questions before, I can't really blame them for not being proactive about it if you don't know you don't know uh, but most people you know are good people and they're they're going to want to help you succeed because it's also in their best interest that you do so when when you realize that these accommodations are going to be as simple as maybe like moving your desk so that you're not so close to that window or maybe providing you know uh, shades or or you know just changing the the organization of the, the the workspace so that it's no longer a challenge for you for instance is not complicated i mean you know it's a saturday morning yeah. you know, Moving a couple of furniture around, and then all of a sudden, it makes a huge difference in your life, and and your productivity rises as a result of that. And the entire team, as a result of that, also benefits from that added you know, productivity. So all of these things are very positive.
1: And also, too, you feel much better, and you gain more respect and trust in your manager as a result. So, oh, yeah, uh, the relationship. Yeah, um, absolutely, Denise. Thank you so much for bringing this topic forward. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. Have yourself a wonderful day. Thank you. You as well. Okay, that was Denis Boudreau, the founder of Inclusive Communication. In 60 seconds, Elizabeth Moeller shares the weather story of the day. But first, here's Canadian Press reporter Rob Westgate with your Morning Business Minute.
2: A strong performance by energy stocks last Friday helped to lift Bay Street to a positive close. Toronto's S&P TSX gained 67 points to close at 19,654. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average added 391 points, settling at 34,283, while the Nasdaq rose 277 points, closing at 13,798. Asian markets were mostly flat this morning, with Japan's Nikkei finishing up at an even 17 points, at 32,585. The Hang Seng, though, in Hong Kong... Looking pretty good, it closed up 223 points at 17,426. The annual Asian Pacific Economic Cooperation Conference kicks off this week with all eyes on U.S. President Joe Biden and Chinese leader Xi Jinping as they get set to meet face-to-face. As for the looting, it's trading at 72.40 cents U.S. From the Canadian Press Business Desk, I'm Rob Westgate.
1: And now it's time to take a look at the biggest story in the day for weather, with Elizabeth Moeller. Okay, Elizabeth, it's uh, been a stormy weekend in BC, and you wanted to kind of sure pick up the pieces has. from that storm.
3: Yes, literally pick up the pieces. A storm was a brewing. Um, Canada is going to be on the receiving end of a very gratifying gift this week, but unfortunately, at the expense of BC. So thank you, BC, but sorry. Uh, a big storm hit British Columbia over the weekend and it caused problems for many people. However, the silver lining is that this storm is bringing warm weather to the rest of Canada heading east this week. In British Columbia, about 200,000 BC hydro customers lost power due to strong winds during the storm that hit over the weekend and now that same weather system is making its way across the country, and it's bringing higher temps as it goes. That warm air is going to move from the Rocky Mountains to the prairies today, and then it's going to come over to Ontario and Quebec Wednesday and Thursday, and then land in Atlantic Canada on Friday and Saturday. Temperatures are going to be higher than usual, around 5 to 10 degrees, and in some cases even a little bit into the mid-teens, and those warmest spots are expected to be in southwestern. Ontario. And while it will be warm, it won't be shorts and teachers weather because after all, it is November, so don't get too excited. Just keep that in mind as you're getting ready to head out. And we can expect temperatures to trampoline up and down for the rest of this month.
1: Elizabeth, I think you need to speak for yourself uh, that it's not shorts weather out here. I mean, <laughs>
3: okay. well, as soon as you All get right. into the
1: teens, you know, hey, baby. Okay, make running. If
3: I'm running, shorts, yeah. for sure, if I'm running outside. Okay, I'll give you that, I'll give you that. <laughs> but not, not, not just regular going outside, but if I'm going for a run, maybe. Fair enough,
1: maybe. fair enough. Thank you very much, Elizabeth. We'll check You're in welcome. with you after the break with the entertainment report, so don't, don't go anywhere. Will. But coming up next... All the light we cannot see is trending across Canada on Netflix. Amy Amanti reviews the limited series. You're watching now with Dave Brown on AMI TV.